one, and welcome oh. two. Two. Oh. Is that your, uh, you're using your, uh, your low quality mic? Yeah, so, um, oh, so for, uh, before we get into our rambles, uh, I am Zachary Ferguson, the one of the, uh, people for two thumbs undecided. I am Sam Ferguson, the other person, and, uh, I think I'm gonna turn down my audio. I so am really current, also, this, I'm using this bag as a, um, Love right now because right now I'm I, I I am risking I'm literally risking my life for the show. I he coming in Sam right now. See, I have the comfort of being in my room, so all my germs are my own germs or germs that I picked up. But it's like this is my hub. Your audio uh, really could you not get your mic from your office? No, I could not because um, there's a little bit of a well, actually, I did not try it. But um, these last few days have been a little, um, uh, a little weird. Yeah, I can uh, imagine. But, um, but for the time being, I may be, I may have to use this low quality. Well, well actually, no. Next week, uh, we'll be okay because, um, I mean, since I'm on a ramble, uh, I'm proud to announce that. Well, not just a little uh, how, how, to show you how the sausage is made, mm. uh, we're going to be doing pre-records from Ye now on. Yeah, uh, I should have probably done that. Uh, I, I assume most people are on pre-records right now, but this is a commitment to the show that I came in, uh, even though it's mostly just because I forgot to do this. Because so right, right, af oh, right after this, I'm going to turn down my audio. Right after this, um, I have a show... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing a little short film, so. Oh, you're going out to film with some people. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing something. Um, we're doing a parody of. I think I told you about this, Zach. We're doing a parody of um. The seventy three questions, the Vogue seventy three questions. Oh yes, yes. Where um we're doing that. I'm doing that right after this. Um, where for those listeners who don't know about it, um, it's a it's a thing where um. The, the if you don't know about the 70 questions uh 73 questions it's this really weird vogue format in which they go to like celebrities houses like uh they have one with Zac Efron, Kanye West, Dan uh, Daniel Radcliffe but they're they're always really strange cuz it always seems very it tries to come off as very uh organic but it's very planned so it's uh -huh. it's 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 this weird orchestrated thing and it seems kind of strange so I was just going to make fun of it in which the interviewer is asking questions to steal the identity uh, unbeknownst to the interviewee. So there's going to be asking questions like, first starting light, like, hey, what is your favorite band in high school? What is your, uh, mm -hmm. you know, what's your mom's maiden name? Uh, mm -hmm. What's, you know, what's the last four digits of your social security code? Yeah. But like, they sprinkled throughout. And also we added a little twist in which the, the artist is a... Um, He's like a he's a he's like a fake uh he's like a filmmaker who's like a he's yeah. like a fake he's like a fraud in which he's trying to seem really cool and but he okay you can, okay okay time to move <laughs> all right I'm sorry you've been going on for like five minutes all right all right fine um I'm just saying like our viewers at home they they are greedy they are greedy to they have short extent uh, attention spans um right. uh, yeah well. To uh, I mean no, that's uh, that's gonna be really that's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be interesting. How uh, how quickly do you think you'll t be able to turn it around? 
Um, also, can you just check to see if your mic... Can you do anything with your mic? Um, yes. Here we go. Look at this. Boop. Did that do anything? Kinda. Yeah, you talking? I turned, um, the frequency, I guess, is... Yeah, that, that helped. All right. That helped. Alright, wait, hold on. Check that definitely helped. Does this do anything? That's perfect. That's, I mean, that's a lot better. Wow. Alright. I guess it was overmodulating. Oh no, it was definitely overmodulating. But now you sound a lot better. Um, Whoa! Well, like, well, I guess. No, um, you were sounding. Yeah. You were sounding like you were talking through a tin can before. But oh, now, but now you sound like I couldn't make out what you were saying. It sounds like when people call in, and they're just oh, like, yeah, with all the tingy and. I such. can hear it, but it's now you sound a little bit more present. Um, uh, I wish we could pre-record uh, the last. Well, it was the last. Hate it was those, like three minutes. Those. Um. Oh yeah, we're only at the six. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, um. So. Um. So what's going on in the world? I mean, film news. Film news. Basically, everything's shutting down or being delayed. <laughs> yeah. Um. All my um. All the people that I'm following on, uh, not Twitter. So the thing. Here's the thing. I have. It's very hard. It's. I, I need a. I don't have Twitter at the moment. Because I uh, I got a new phone and I don't know the two to you uh, password. You always ask. Did, well, oh, I, I'm not I gonna tell you. I was about to tell is. you over air, but. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I'll, about to say it. Actually, I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but I don't. Just yeah, don't say it. it. There's either two options. It's one of two things. Just yes, that's all I, you need yes. to know. So I'll just I'll do that. So actually, I'll. But uh, no, yeah, everything's shutting down. Um. Are being delayed. Uh, we're in a bit of a not a bit of. I guess we're in a crisis at the moment. Mm. Uh, some people are freaking out. Some people are dipping out. Uh, yeah. Everybody in my household, at least, have, well, we're all very, very, we're uncomfortably chill. So mm. uh, at the moment, our house is a uh, is a it's a very very fine house. Mm. Um. Has anything changed? Paper. Oh, yeah. I think it's funny that, I mean... I mean, we, we didn't stockpile. We already had a lot of toilet yeah. paper beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of my friends are leaving New York City, so I'm going to be kind of alone for a little bit. Um, like, is, uh, my girlfriend is leaving, but she's, like, going to be gone and, like, coming back. She She's going to be, like, here and there. Is um, she coming back to save you? Like, she's like... I will go out to find the cure, and I'll come back to uh, save you all. Yes, that is exactly what she says. She's going up to Montauk uh, to find the cure. Um, And then, uh, yeah, a lot of my friends going back to Pittsburgh. Some of them are going to – some of them, I don't know. I think it's going to be a wide range of people, but I won't have as many people nearby. And I'm more scared about the loneliness. (laughs) (laughs) The isolation. I'm more scared about the isolation. But uh, I will not be – I was talking to Zach briefly beforehand, but I will not be um, working remotely for a little bit, and then my job requires me to come in occasionally. So I won't be 100% isolated um, because my job requires it. But there's a lot of jobs out there that require people to come in no matter what, so I'm not going to complain. The thing I'm – like the isolation I'm pretty used to kind of at my job – uh, like, 
because I'm the only videographer there, so it kind of cuts me off anyways. Mm -hmm. But the thing I am the most annoyed about, and this is Zach's grieving time, or uh, like moaning time, but um, so my job, all my stuff is at this office. And because my office does not dabble in video making, well, I don't yeah. really care about video making. You work at a, I mean, the, you work at a, I work at, a hospital. I, I work at, uh, yeah, I work at uh, like a, tr a, I really, it's, I, it's easier just to say I work at a hospital because it makes your mind wrap around it. But I work for a company called Clinical Translational Science Institute, where I guess they make uh, the translation of what doctors are doing easier to the public. Mm -hmm. But they need an advertising in, uh, part, and that's me. Mm -hmm. So I make all their videos, but I work with a bunch of people who, like, have no care for movies at all. Like, don't know anything. I mean, my boss, I guess, is, you know, worked with videos, but he was more a producer. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, producers don't give a shit about how movies are actually made. They're as like, we all know. how cheap can it? Well, no, I mean, like, it. my I mean, my boss is truly the kind of – I mean, he's not, he's an okay guy, but he, I'm starting to learn he's very much the producer, like that – like kind of the producer who really tries to rein in, and his way is the highway, and there's mm -hmm. no creative control. Mm. Um, well, that sounds – well, hopefully he's, he's, he's not a uh, – well, I, I assume he's not listening because like, you're talking to – it sounds like a – not producers in general, but I think this is just not a great producer. Well, I don't know. That's the thing. I just don't know if – I mean, here's the – my job is so new that um, there's a lot of, like, stuff in the wind. I mean, he says that he gives me creative control, but anytime I, I actually do, try to do stuff creative, it, it's shut down 100%, and there's no room for argument. Mm. I, and that, that gives me to this point where um, recently I tried – so – with this pandemic, I'm the only one who's really allowed to come to the office at the moment. Mm. Uh, everybody else is told to like go home, work from home. You can work from home, but I very much insisted that I want to bring home my equipment, mm -hmm. and they will not allow that to happen because it is very expensive stuff. Mm -hmm. But if this pandemic goes on for a long time, I can't do work. Mm -hmm. So the 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 risk of like me accidentally dropping it, which is a risk, but really, I, I mean, like, if I'm careful and really know what I'm doing, which I feel like I do. Also, they, they're a doctor's office. They can afford to get a new computer if you do well, break they it. Well, so, they are very stingy. And I would, even, I would even sign something that said I would pay for it. But they, yeah. I was telling this to somebody recently. I am like – how I consider it is anytime that uh, – there's any pleasurable thing or like something that's easy or anything I recommend, they will deny it. Yeah. Or they'll well, try to cheap out. All right. So I think we should. Uh, it seems oh, so like what, a lot of well, a lot of people are going to be going through these different woes. types of woes in regards to media. What? My my the one blessing though, even though if things do get worse, I won't be a videographer. I won't lose my job, at least, you know, yes. knock on wood. We're, we are, still, they're, they're still going to turn me into, like, IT or, like, yeah. some call guy. It won't be fun, but I still get a paycheck. Yeah. So for that, we are lucky. I'm thankful. Um, there are a lot of people out there who um, are freelance videographers who, like, rely on work. 
Um, and a lot of work has stopped. Uh, I mean, I know some people in unions might be getting some, some, some emergency fund. Um, I know, uh, I think the, the, the actors union, um, SAG, I maybe, or WG, maybe I forget which union, but they're going to be opening up an emergency fund for people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we are lucky in the fact that we have a job in which we'll still be getting a paycheck. Not um, freelance jobs. Not like, freelance like jobs. Job job. But you know, just I... uh, just be nice to those people out there who uh, in the film world who uh, are freelancers or um, artists in general. Uh, I saw a thing and I kind of agree for it. But if your concert gets uh, yeah. canceled, yeah, don't ask for a refund because yeah. this is the same thing as like people who won't be able to work. Yeah, I mean, a lot of nobody goes to their concerts. Uh, you know, they're not going to get money. Yeah, and in concerts and um, theater, I think, is getting hit pretty hard since that's theater all in person. very hard. Films, thankfully, uh, streaming, like, you can stream their stuff and make money that way. Um, yeah. But, know, like, movie really, theaters, uh, though, are probably getting hit. Um, yeah. yeah, anything in which there's a mass gathering of people. But, you know, we've got to hang in there. We've, we've gone through actually- the... Art artists have gone through worst. I, I read something. I mean, this is a stretch, but um, when Shakespeare was quarantined for the plague, he wrote uh, King Lear. Um, oh, so see, this is actually what I'm talking about. If we do get to the point where everybody has to like not see each other, like to that point, which I feel like it may happen, um, maybe some great stuff is going to come out of this. Yeah, I have a script that I've been dying to write. But and, and that's what I'm talking about is you're afraid of the isolation. Every stinking day, Sam, I go out and I edit. I edit, like I'm addicted to editing. I love it. It's part of my day. It's, Speaking of that, when's as, when's the video gonna come out? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't been able to go and edit recently because mm. of other reasons. Okay. Um, um, work related reasons. Yeah. But uh, I would say maybe uh, Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. is probably all right. Uh, I, I said Monday, but um, that was due to a timetable of being able to go in this weekend. Yeah. Kind of, so yeah, it's uh yeah it's it's tough for a lot of people. There's a lot of things that are moving around, but yeah. Oh, here's the good news, folks. What's the good news? Uh, well, well, for you, uh, two to you, uh, uh, heads out there, two to you fanatics, um. I think even if I do get the I Corona virus, um, I could still uh, record. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about that? I, <laughs> you're still gonna get uh, you're still gonna get up. Ep- well, that's something Sam and I. Wait, what? How do you know talk. that? Well, I'm saying like, I mean, all I would be, all I would need is a computer. Oh, okay. In my brain. <laughs> I'm just saying like so I'm you're gonna just... be super. I'm gonna be super sick, but I could. I mean, unless my, you know, I can't talk at all. I mean, there's no reason for me not to. Mm. It's all right. Dead. We'll we'll play it. We'll play it year by year. Uh, we'll play it by ear, I guess. I don't know, but uh, I don't want you to commit to something that <laughs> the fans are gonna be like, "Where's Jack?" He's sick. It's like it takes You know what? Bring that on. It, it, you know what? I I promise you that I will 
bring you an episode right. every week. All right, fine. And if you don't like it, you can yell at me. Um. Anyways. Um. Yes. So obviously that's in the news. Tom Hanks has it. I mean that's something. Um. I'm sure other celebrities will be getting it, but I'm also sure that they'll be getting the top. Uh, doctors to help them, like private doctors. So I'm sure your favorite celebrity will be fine. Um, Until they are not. And, um, okay. Yeah. Let's try to be optimistic, Zach. Well, no, here, okay, here's an optimistic funny thing. I feel what? like they're, like, maybe going around now being like, all right, Tom Hanks, we have your young clone ready. Have you, uh, speaking of Tom Hanks, did you see uh, his son, Chet? Yes. Video. Yes. That's I, old news. Well, I didn't. I did not see it. I saw a guy with no shirt on, with a bunch of tattoos, and I'm like, I know exactly how this is gonna sound, and it's gonna. Wait, what did he say? I don't know. I just. I. I just I know he did something. Like he did some kind of thing at the uh the Emmys or or the Oscars that was kind of like Chet. Uh, Chet. Yeah. He he did. He was like. I don't know what he he was talking in some kind of dialect that was somewhat racist. Uh, Chet is the black sheep of. I mean, he's like. I mean, he he just kind of looks like a douchebag. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he is a douchebag. Um. Anyways, was, I think we should move on from uh, uh douchebags. douchebags and viruses and talk about something. That is very near and dear to me, um, in that um, it all well, it all kind of. What do you say? Um, I like uh, working on the transition. So, like speaking of uh, douchebags and viruses, um, sometimes uh, you could get uh, you know with people not being at malls as much or grocery stores as much, uh, it's easier. It's less. It's easier not to get lost. <laughs> But unfortunately, we can't say that for these films. <laughs> okay, Take fine. Take Sam. All right, so this is about um, films that have been lost to time. And this came to me um, because Zach retweeted on our Twitter account um, a tweet from Silent Movie. Oh, yes. Get that sneeze in there. That snot. Um, oh, my a, goodness. It's a Silent Movie gif. Um, from the original Wolf of Wall Street that came out in 1929. Um, and this, uh, it is believed today to be a lost film, and only parts of the movie are known to still exist in this brief montage sequence created by uh, Slavko uh, Vorkopik. Uh, you have to go to our Twitter account to see it, obviously, because this is an audio medium um but there's a really cool gift that i saw that zach retweeted and i was like wow that is an amazing is cool silent kind of like a fritz lang kind of type thing yeah and then it i mean it got me thinking about how so much of silent film films um i mean it was all a visual medium obviously like well i mean there was some com composing for like music and stuff but it was mostly a silent medium so I was just thinking, and I've I've done a lot of research on 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 um, silent in in like missing films and film preservation because for a brief period of time, you know, after college when you're going crazy and you don't know what you want to do, for a brief period of time, 
I was interested in film preservation. So I was calling these people and being like, hey, how do I get into film preservation? I did a whole project on it on the school as well. Um, and it's something I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, and so I did a lot of research on it. And 75% of the silent fr- films from 1912 to 1929 are lost. Um, that is one report um, from, I believe, The Vulture. Uh, there's another report uh, from Guardian that says only 14% of the films from 1912 to 1930 still remain. Uh, and then they say 11% of the foreign language uh, are 11% are in foreign language or in very low quality. Um, and uh, they said of the 10,919 uh, that were made in that time period in the early silent, uh, the golden era of Hollywood, um, only 2,749 exist. So a lot, it's not just. You know, some like some have been lost here and there. It's a vast majority of the films have been lost. And someone from the library of I'm I'll just read this quote real quick. Somebody from the Library of Congress can now author uh, the Library of Congress can now authoritatively report the loss of American silent era feature films constitutes an alarming and irreparable loss to our nation's cultural uh, or sorry, irretrievable loss to our nation's cultural record. I was talking for a while, so you could talk. Um, Well, I mean, we have people like uh, Marty Scorsese, who's uh, trying to, you know, restore all these films. And who knows? Maybe we'll find a a treasure full of them. Yeah. Well, there have been some that have been found. Um, And, I mean, Scorsese has the... The... The The means. Well, what's the thing? What's his company called? Oy vey, um, the film insti- um the the film archive no uh martin i mean uh fun fact about this folks uh sam and i actually did this thing back in first avengers or second avengers where uh, we got so fed up with it's called the, the film foundation the Marvel studio yeah sam and i did this thing that uh we promised that anytime we would watch a Disney film, like any of its subsidiaries, we would donate five dollars to the. Uh, no, the ticket the price. Film. You would, you would, you would, you would pay whatever you paid for the ticket. To oh the my deal! That's film right. foundation. Uh, well, I I was the only one that had to ever pay. Thing is, is after a few times, I only um, went to see Marvel movies via through my parents or like friends. They're actually the the well, contract actually, no, that we the signed. I did see that I it know. does say um, even if someone pays for your ticket. I know, so I it's know. not a so loophole. I was like, I was majorly screwed. Anyways, but uh, I just. Yeah, he's never, he's doing uh, a never... really great job of preserving these films that were lost, and he has this giant. Um, I mean, the Film Foundation uh, is doing a really great job of trying to preserve these things. Uh, it's called the World Cinema Project, is what it's one of the one of his. It's focused on more international films all over the world, and it's how I was able to watch uh, uh, two episodes. I think we did a thing on the yeah the korean cinema history it was how i was able to watch uh the the housemaid uh housemaiden mm. which is the korean film from the 60s that was preserved uh, restored rather um by the uh the world 
cinema project. And hey, where did you see this? It was on. Well, I saw it on the Criterion Collection um, chant on the uh, on their thing. But it, it says at the beginning. Do you still of, have that? Do I still have it? Yeah, like the the uh, the Criterion Channel. I, um, I yeah, I have a friend who gave it to me. Um, which yeah. I can ask, and maybe he can give it to you as well. Um, um, and, but yeah, but I mean, there's a lot, there's, some have been found, like, um, some of the stuff have been found over the years. Uh, for instance, there's an instance, um, Gloria Swanson, um, who is an, uh, an actress uh, in the silent era said that she believed, uh, she said in one, in a memoir that she wrote that she believed that most of her films, she believed that most of her films were not lost. Like, the ones that were not lost, she believed that they would soon be found. And uh, one of her films, Beyond the Rocks, was indeed covered, uh, recovered soon after. So, so there are stories of people finding old copies in, like, their, their, their chest drawer or, like, their... But the problem with that is these films need to be preserved. Like, they, they tend to deteriorate over time. Um, especially films from this time period because nitrate film, which was what all films were shot on before the 50s, um, tends to deteriorate a lot quicker than what we have the film that was used after that, which was called safety film. Um, and it's also, if you've ever seen um, uh, Inglorious Bastards, they have a scene where they set the whole place on fire, like the spoilers, yes. I guess, but it's been a while. They set the whole theater on fire, and that's because they put the nitrate film on and nitrate film is much much more likely um to burn it is very combustible uh and and that's why it was like when you had all that film there it was like dynamite so that's also an issue um but now see it's it's interesting yes it's good to reserve uh, preserve all these films but uh nowadays i feel like it's very it's going to be hard like a hundred years from now Everybody will have be able to uh, see all the movies that were ever made. Like, what's a like a lost film that's recent? Like, well, unless it was made. The thing, the thing about today, um, that is different from films from back then, is a lot of films are actually being preserved best by putting them into a tangible medium and preserving it. Um, and like putting it in, it needs to be, I don't have the exact numbers, but you need to have a certain number, um, you need to have it preserved in a certain temperature, um, and it has to be a certain humidity, and you need to preserve it, to preserve it forever, you need to preserve it in like a certain thing, um, in a certain condition, which is why a lot of these films that are found are still not in great conditions, because they are found in the attic, or they're found in some place that might, is probably not the greatest Martin Scorsese's bathroom. Martin Scorsese's bathroom, of course. Um, he actually most of the films that he is preserving is just the films that he has in his bathroom. In his bathroom because he, he likes his bathroom at a, like a cool thirty nine degrees. Yes, that's. <laughs> there is actually a story of he had like a maid that came in and was like, "Why is this bathroom set at thirty nine degrees?" and adjusted it. And a lot of the films that actually um, destroyed Metropolis, the original. Um, Metropolis. Uh, yeah. So, but he he went ahead and he recreated it. I mean, he did special effects. He asked his friend Georgie Lucas. Mm, yes, it's a good friend. CGI. That's why newer versions of this you can see Jabba the Hutt just 
But one of the other things. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, um, he look, just it's just Star Wars now. Actually, it's it's yeah, it's just basically Star Wars. But but one of the things I think something I want to pin down as well. You could put like this pin. We're not a pin because putting a pin in it means we'll talk about it later. But I'm going to talk about it now. So I'll put a now. put a pin in it, and then we're going to look at it just so it's positioned right. Um, a lot of the films that are lost are not films that are just like you know some lo-fi director in the in 1915 who bought a camera and recorded stuff and lost it. These are major films. Major films have been lost. For instance, Lon hey. Chaney's London After Midnight, which could be as famous as um, the original fan of the opera, which was what he's most famous for. But it's lost. London After Midnight. Cleopatra. There's little pieces of the original. Well, no, all of the original uh, Cleopatra is lost. Well, that, is one not I, the, that one I do remember being lost. Yes. Cleopatra is lost. The, the original Little Women. There was a, a Little Women that was made in the 20s that is lost. There is the original Great Gatsby was lost. Um, uh, the in one little that bits. I'm surprised about is uh, the movie Greed. The Greed, the director's cut, which was uh, directed by Eric von Stroheim. But for you film nuts who aren't that much of a nuts, he's the guy, um, he's the butler in Sunset uh, Boulevard. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole careers have been erased um, Ugh, because of... be horrible. Yeah, like your whole entire career ha- is gone because of, of this. Um, let me pull up. I'm still here, Zach, by the way. I know, Mike. Oh. Oh, um, okay. um, so, the, for instance, I to- I, wait, hold on. I was just pulling up names. Um, there's a Theta Barra. Who was one of the most? This is from the AV Club. Um, Thera Barra was one of the most famous actresses of her day, but of but of the forty films she made, only six survive. Clara Bow is more remembered for being an it girl than for any particular film she starred in. Um, at least a third are lost, and a few more are, are incomplete. Um, so a lot of these stars, um, who could be stars? I mean, not still today; they're dead. But these stars who are could be very well remembered today, but aren't because their careers have been erased. But go ahead, Zach. Now, you want to hear something really interesting? Yes. So another lost film is uh, called Humorisk. Humorisk or Humorisk. This was the first Marx Brothers film. Oh. Um, that it was it, but it's their fir- It was their first film and their only silent film made in the 1920s. Uh. And then, um, I feel like that wouldn't be. Oh, go ahead. Well, apparently, the like this was before their their first famous film called The Coconuts, which was based on I guess some of their like their their stage play. But uh, I get apparently from this uh, the this feature the Marx Brothers in a very different light. Like it's not the characters we know. So like Harpo was not doing his shtick, whatever. But the reason why it was lost is. And this is a direct quote from this thing. It says Groucho Marx was so disillusioned with uh, humorisk that after one screen in his screening, he purchased the film, destroying all prints and negatives. So, so he he destroyed, he destroyed it. it himself. He destroyed it himself. So it's like if you made, I don't know, like you're this like up and coming director, and you made uh, Freddie got fingered. 
and you're like, oh, this is horrible. I, please let this be burned, burned forever. Well, that's what it was like. Yeah, that is well, funny side story about the Marx Brothers, and I'm touching everything. I'm I'm definitely gonna wash my hands after this. Um, funny story about the Marx Brothers. Um, they started first being forced into a traveling singing group. Um, like they, their, their parents forced them, they were like a traveling singing group that their parents forced them into, in, into, but, uh, their dad got really sick. So the mom had to leave them alone and like go tend to the dad. And when they were left alone, they stopped singing and they just started becoming a trav, like a traveling joke company. Like instead of going up and doing singing, they just were joking around and like started making skits and started doing things on their own, in their own way. Um, so that's how they started off as a, a traveling singing company that just started, uh, goofing off. Um, bunch of goofballs. Something else though. Um, so you may be wondering, uh, if all of these things are lost, like how were any of them maintained? If the, if the nitrate films are so, uh, you know, if they were so volatile or volatile, no, not volatile. If they were so, um, Delicate, I guess, is the word. Delicate. If they were so delicate, how did any of them survive? How do we have any silent films? And it's because a lot of the rich people who we know, like the famous Hollywood stars of Chaplin, Mary Pickford, Harold Lloyd, uh, Cecil B. DeMille, G.W. Griffith, they specifically went out of their way to preserve their films. Um, They knew that uh, the big production houses were not doing a great job of preserving films um and they wanted to have their films preserved um so much the same way as most filmmakers would probably have a no copy of their own film they have copies of their own films and they were able to afford um these holding facilities um and these then they knew how to preserve these films correctly so that's why a lot of the films like all of chaplin films are all we have them all um Mary Pickford films, we have them all, and that's because the they were allowed, they were rich enough and successful enough to be able to afford these. Although Harold Lloyd did lose a lot of his films in a fire, <laughs> which I I think is funny. Zach is reading something. Um, no, sorry, I'm just looking. I'm reading up on this other uh, film that was lost. What what film? It is called um, Catch My Soul, Ooh. which is. So, like, everybody, like, um, so all the, like, lost films are usually, like, 1930s, 1920s, right? Yes. This was in 1974. Really? Yeah. But I'm reading here, and I'm trying to figure out why it's lost. Um, and I'm not seeing what the, why it's lost. But I guess, like, everything, it seems like it was really going for it. It, it was uh, made by the guy who created the show The Prisoner. Uh, it's based off Shakespeare's Othello, and it stars Richie Havens, who I guess was the opening act in Woodstock. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's lost. Lost to time. I mean, it, it could also maybe, be an instance of someone, maybe they destroyed it on purpose. Well, yeah, no, that's the thing is I guess the producers... Um, Why did you just yell that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and the, the producers like added on 15 minutes and like recut it and such. Uh, and because of that, it's maybe it the guy the guy who made it tried to um, have his 
name removed. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel like a lot of the films, some people like. There's an instance. Um, what's it called? Um, who's who's the guy that's in uh Werner Herzog? Werner Herzog. He did this film called uh, Fritz Gerald. Fritz Gerald is probably one of his no, most Fritz Feraldo. Fritz Feraldo. I always think Fritz Gerald. It's Fritz Feraldo. Which is one of his most famous films in which he drags a boat up the side of a mountain and almost kills a lot of people in real life. Um, yes. He famously recorded the first – The first he was originally going to go with – Mick Jagger was supposed to be in it. Um, it was Mick Jagger and somebody else. I forget their names. He's also a famous actor though. But he – do you remember Zach? Are you looking at? I don't. I know that. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking it up. Uh, but I, uh, Mick Jagger. You can Mick Jagger is photos. is Mick Jagger was in. It wasn't just test photos. They were record. It was le- like they started production, and they Mick Jagger was in a lot of these things. Was in a lot of the early scenes, but um, the Vic actor Geraldo. Yes, and um, the actor who was the big actor who was supposed to supposed to uh, play the star got sick. Um, and had to go home and screwed up all of production and Mick Jagger, then he couldn't do the film anymore because there was a conflict thing and he couldn't push it back. So, um, Bernard Herzog has this thing where he doesn't like having old, like things that is not used. He doesn't like having like behind the scenes videos. He doesn't, well, not behind the scenes videos. He doesn't like having, uh, he doesn't like holding on to old material that he doesn't use. So he actually destroyed a lot of the original, the original material um, huh. with, with um, Mick Jagger and this other actor. There was only two clips that I, I saw um, that had them just to kind of, I just to prove that he was in this originally. Um, and also, they actually, uh, the- they ended up removing um, Mick Jagger's whole role. Like his, they, he, he had a, he didn't even replace Mick Jagger because he was like, I can't replace Mick Jagger. So we're just going to rewrite this. Yeah. And then, then he gave it to uh, Klaus Krensky. Was um, by the way, the other guy who was in there was a guy named Mario uh, Adolf, who uh, I guess won an Oscar for the Tin Drum. You guess? You're just guessing? I mean, <laughs> you're just yeah, like, no, I'm going to take a wild guess. Um, no, no, yeah, I am guessing. Let me look it up. Yeah, oh, wow, apparently that's a thing, and yes, Good he did win the guess. Oscar for it. Good guess. Um, Whoa. My last little bit of notes um, about the, the, the how these films have been lost. You may be wondering, who lost these films? Um, Why would and, these people lose these films? Well, a lot of it had to do with fires, my dear boy. Um, and Ooh, I have I have a famous story about a lost film, but uh, uh, go on. These There was a lot of fires that went on, and in fact— a lot of the funniest thing. A lot of these films were lost immediately after the silent era <laughs> ended. Um, there was a fire. Fox had a fire in 1932, or sorry, had a fire in 1937, and literally lost all of their films that they made before 1932. Um, so Fox is the biggest offender because they lost all mm-hmm. of their films. Um, How Warner did Brothers they lose it in a fire. There was a fire. In 1937, uh. um, Warner Brothers also, uh, I think they also lost a lot. I don't know exactly how much, but they also lost a lot of their films in a fire. Um, Paramount, 
who is considered the most neglectful, um, they did not start properly preserving their stuff until the 1980s, um, which was when I'm I'm assuming it's probably because of Bob Evans was being an asshole, and Bob yeah. Evans uh, didn't preserve anything in the 60s and 70s. Um, and he was just being too much of a megalomaniac, doing too much cocaine and uh, not being taken out of the picture. Um, that he uh, wanted other films to be taken out of the picture, so he didn't preserve anything. And they lost two-thirds of their library, not from a fire, but just from not preserving. Um, so two-thirds of their, their library of silent films is is lost. The best, the so far the best um, studio, though, was MGM. MGM... In starting in the early 1930s, immediately started preserving their silent films, um, and they have retained 68% of their films, which is better is the best ratio than all the other studios. So MGM, we do love you, but they also had a fire <laughs> mm-hmm. in 1967, um, which also burned uh, a lot of stuff, uh, which is probably so- why it's 68%, but say la um, one of the funny things that I just uh, looked up was uh, there was a movie in 1972 called The Undergraduate, uh, and guess who di- – that was lost, uh, but guess who directed that film? Um, yeah, just give a guess. Is it – um, I want to see if you're as good as guessing as I am. Well, is it the uh, – what is it? I'm so bad with names. Is it the guy that directed uh, The Graduate? Um, nope. What's his name? Even better – this guy's Wait, name no, what's is, the guy well, that the directed? Guy yeah, who's his oh, name? Shoot. Uh, he directed... Oh, my... Dill. Uh, the gra- oh, my... I forget. Yeah, I, I, I forget. Mike Nichols. He, Mike Nichols. Mike Nichols. Ah, oh, darn. That's somebody we should all know. But no, the guy who directed The Undergraduate uh, was Ed Wood. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I guess... I feel like a lot of his uh, films were lost at the time. But well, yeah, there's a whole there's a whole paragraph about like like him. A lot of his films got lost. A lot of his pornographic movies got lost. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, he uh, he went into the porn business basically right after uh, I think uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. I did know that. Um, due to the wait, movie. right after Plan Nine of Outer Space, from Outer Space. I believe so. It was uh, that was his last movie that was not like. Like, Phoenix Girls from Outer Space do a pogo stick. Mm, I want to see that. Mm. Um, I'm working on it. But I was thinking... I'm going into the porn business. Something just popped into my head. Um, Did it hurt? Yes. Ow. Man. Um, It's the corona. Also, folks, Sam, are you using that bag? No. (laughs) I stopped using the bag because my hands are getting really sweaty. Um, mm. why I haven't touched my face. Oh, um, okay. So, um, it's really hard not to touch your face, by the way. Well, if you don't think about it. Also, I was thinking it's kind of so maybe the, the last question that our audience will be thinking to themselves is so what? I, I don't care. I, I literally <laughs> don't care. They're, Sam, they're probably I sitting. don't care. We've, we've actually, the calls have been going off the hook. I've had to silence a few people while you've been talking because. They're, we they're had to saying lose a few calls. We I, we've lost a few fans who said good, good. I'm glad that it's gone. Lost. I'm, I'm glad so it's lost. And that's... someone actually called and they were just like, "I'm burning 
the last copy of 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 uh, of Lon Chaney's um, Fan of the Opera as we speak. And I said, no, don't do no, that. No. Tell me where you are. Yeah, Tell and, me where you are. Yes. Um, but thankfully, I talked him down, um, and Thank he you. is fine and has donated $5,000 to the Film Foundation. So. Nice. Um, yes, as everyone should do. Done. Um, so Donate it also two, reminded uh, – think of, think of there's an old story. It's a true story of something that happened. Have you ever heard of the fire of the Library of Alexandria? Yes. Uh, basically, what is it, like a whole century's worth of art was destroyed? No, not just art. I mean it, it was not art. It was the library. Like it was like – cul- um, Like culture. A whole, a whole civilization was basically – Erased because some schmuck couldn't put a lantern high enough, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the, we don't know how the fire started, but there was a. It, it was, it was, it was so many culture, like a lot of Western culture was put into what they were, did. Gutenberg Library or Gutenberg process wasn't made yet, so there was really only one copies of a lot of stuff, and a lot of it was stored in the Library of Alexandria. It was considered one of the greatest libraries in all the world. And it would set fire. Um, and a lot of people said that we may have, we may be a lot more advanced as a society if this fire had not happened. Like we may have been like hundreds of years in the future where we are now if this fire had not burned down. Because it burned a lot of knowledge and a lot of things that could have been preserved. Um, well, so it was a big, dory. it was a big um, hit to Western, um, not just culture, but also just science um, and everything. And that is kind of in the same way as what we can talk about with the the the, the losing of this these films. Um, there's a a film historian named David Pierce that said it's a lost style of storytelling, and the best of the films are effectively with effective with audience today as they were when they were initially released. When you take away dialogue from a narrative story, it actually puts quite a ch- challenge upon a creative people involved to tell the story entirely in a visual fashion. And it's that limitation, I think, which makes the film so effective. And also, there was um, in the the interview between Truffaut and um, uh, Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Hitchcock goes into talking about how he said that, like silent filmmakings, it really was. He talks about how it really was a different type of art form. And I think if you look at these silent films, and we can probably do a whole episode on silent films, like great silent films, and why oh, yeah. they're so great. But they are a different – like there's so much storytelling and so many stories that were lost that really it, we could be in a different – in cinema, it could be very different than it was – than it is now because so much was lost immediately. Like as soon as it hit the 30s, almost a half of the, the, the silent films we knew are, were gone because of fires and bad preserving of stuff. Um, well, um, a story that I was gonna tell quickly, and it's not really a lost film, but kind of, but half lost film. The movie, uh, the first people say first documentary, is uh, Nanook of the North. Uh, it's about a guy who went up to Australia. I mean, not Australia, but uh, to Alaska to um, film the people up there, the Inuits, mm-hmm. um, and their like culture, and it was like mind-blowing to people uh, it was like a whole thing but i guess he went back the guy who uh directed it he came back and he i guess he left a cigarette and like you said cellulo- celluloids was basically like nitrate 
nitrate. It was it was fire loving. So it like burst all up in flames. Fire loving. So he had to go. He loved it. I mean, they love it. So he had to go back yeah, up to safe. Alaska, and um, actually, he had to stage a lot of it. Oh really? Yeah, he was like, "Hey, Nanook, uh, do that." Mm. You know? Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's ambitious. Yeah, but but yeah, no, it's eight, eight, that's sad. That's so sad. I mean, so much of film is gonzo. But imagine, imagine that you spend like two years. Like I've I've been working on a film, and if all of a sudden, you know how we lose our stuff, just, uh, we just lose we lose our hard drives. You know, which is that why you, you should back I, it up. You should back up your stuff, but also. I think I was about to get into a conversation, but then I got distracted with talking about um, the stuff that was lost. Films today are just as likely to be lost, if not more so, because media is changing all the time. And the, 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 the files that were saved five years ago, some of it might not be able to even play today. For instance, I made a film when I was in high school um, it was a feature, it was like a 40-minute film, and I was playing it back today, the DVD of it, and a lot of it is is scratched, and, and I also want to ask you if you can help me with this, because I'm hoping uh. your might be better preserved than mine. Um, but you can very still easily lose stuff. Like, DVDs are not the greatest way of preserving things. You still have to preserve it in a very particular way. Um... But file formats, they change all the time, and you have to keep things updated. And I think a lot of people, they think once their films are handed over to a production company or whatever, they think that it's gonna, they're going to, you know, it's not hard to keep this information. But really, a lot of production companies, if it's not a major film, they're not going to spend the money that it requires to update these films. And these films, not only will some of them, like the films like that are on films like that are on celluloid, at least they'll be damaged, but you can see it and you might be able to preserve some of it. Films, you can very easily, it's just gone. It's like films on digital are, they will be erased. They will be gone and there's no way to preserve them. Uh, so you keep copies of things. You have to, it is much easier though for individuals though to preserve their films now. So back things up. Um, update your films, keep it as modern as possible. I'm learning this now as well the hard way. Um, it is up to you. Um, even if you are being produced by Universal, whatever, keep a copy of your film, update it. Ryan, R Ryan Johnson, if you're hearing us, don't think uh, Star Wars, uh, whatever the thing is called, Phantom Menace. More like, yeah, Lost Jedi. The Lost Jedi. No, no, the, Ryan Johnson did the second one, the one, the last one with Carrie Fisher. Yeah, the Last Jedi. Oh, it's so called I'm Last Jedi. Like, oh, yeah. No, it's called Last Jedi. Um, see, this is how good you are at not knowing anything Disney. So you don't even know all that stuff. You. Um. Yeah. But yeah, keep it updated. Uh, it could still be lost. And um, maybe we should do an episode on silent films soon. Yeah, um, that one I could do. Lost films. But we lasted a lot. We lost. I mean, we lasted the whole thing. I think we we educated you guys well enough. Um, I think so too. I'm I feel educated about the Lon Chaney thing. Yeah, the Lon Chaney, Cleopatra, Little Women's Lost, Great Gatsby, Metropolis, some of Metropolis, Marks, and uh, the Marx Brothers. There's movie also that the never first the one that I it's forgot like to a, say. There was um there was a Titanic film that came out and like right after 
um, the Titanic case, called Saving the Titanic, and that was lost. Um, I wonder if it was offensive. Probably. It probably. Like everyone was, was in blackface, and everyone was just and everyone was just making fun of all the, the people go- in the, the Titanic. The goofs were not that great. Yeah. The what? The goofs. The goofs. Yeah. It was cheesy jokes. Um, and they had well, like a t- uh, talking iceberg. So we should talk yeah, about the films that we watched. What films have you watched? Um, I haven't seen any films, honestly, though I have been watching uh, some TV. Better Call Saul is amazing. Um, and um, Outsiders is okay. Oh. That's, that's yeah. Uh, but I will say, now that, uh, now that, what is it called? Now that uh, I may be having more time, I may be able to watch more movies. True. You know, be more um, into it. I watched um, a film called Emma, which just came out. Oh, um, and yes. I saw it in theaters, which may not have been the greatest decision, but uh, my girlfriend was paying. So. Um, oh, wow. Well, you have to. She, But yeah, it was Emma, and it um, is... It was a it was it's a film that just came out and it's been made before um and the original one was from the 90s um it had Ewan McGregor um who who's the person like the huge health guru Gwyneth Gwyneth, Gwyneth Oh uh Jimmy Simmons no. Jim Simmons Jimmy No 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 you're, you're, Emma uh 1990s film I think it's Gwyneth Paltrow I just want to double check that it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh Hel- that health guru. Yeah, Gwen- oh sorry. Guru, yeah, Gwyneth-, health- Gwyneth Paltrow. She was the. Ah. It's kind of the thing that made Gwyneth Paltrow's career. Um, Tony Collette was in it. Um, Jeremy Northam. Uh, there was it, there was a lot of stars in it, but they made a remake of it. Um, that was uh, really good. Um, I'm just gonna pull up some of the uh, stars. Um, it. Was it nominated for anything? Well, it just came out, and it has the star is uh, Anya Taylor Joy, um, and then uh, Johnny Flynn, Connor Swindells, uh, who is in Sex Education. He plays the bully that is sent to um, uh, military school. Um, it also, I mean, I think the best character of all was uh, Bill Nighy is in it, um, and they like made up a whole role for him. Uh, Bill Nighy's character, um, but it was really good. I, I I was very surprised. I'm normally not a huge fan of um, uh, the whatever like these films set in Georgian uh uh like England um set in like the 1800s. Um, I'm oh, not like the fancy. Yeah, I mean this is <sighs> so bad with names. Um. This is a. Uh, I don't want to touch my is face. It di- is it different? Is it? Uh, it's a Jane oh, Austen a novel. Just, it's a Jane Austen it's novel. A, um, it's a funny movie, though, right? It's, it's supposed cute. to be a funny. It's cute. It's funny, but it's still a rom. It's like not a rom com, but it's a romance film. It is very pretty. Like it is shot really well. I really like the costumes. I love. It was really well done. I was entertained the whole time. Honestly, like I. I I w- went in with somewhat low expectations. Not, I w- I didn't think I would hate it or anything, but I thought I would be like, oh, that was fine. But I I came away being like, huh, 
And also, I had no idea that Clueless um, is based off of Emma. Like, the whole premise of Clueless is is, is a modern take on Emma. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's a shocker and, to me. Yeah, but it was really cute. I thought it was it was a fun film that I hope they put on streaming so more people can watch it because it's a very feel-good film. Just a happy romance. Nothing really, to, you know, nothing, nothing too high risk. Just falling in love and... Everyone has nice. a happy ending. It's it's one of those kind of nice films. Rump. So it was cute. I, I enjoyed maybe, it. Maybe maybe a lot of, a lot more like you said about the theater thing. Maybe a lot more things are going to be streaming now. Well, I mean, everything was already kind of streaming. Um, yeah, but like, but quicker I mean, to streaming. Yeah, like... I mean, Mulan. I mean, this was news, I guess. But Mulan, Disney's Mulan, instead of being released in, in theaters, they they're now releasing it on Disney Plus. Um, what? So really? Yeah, there are things that. The like streaming companies are now. I feel like the companies are now freaking out that they can't really release things in theaters. And now there's like this joke going around that like um, uh, uh, Elizabeth Moth, Moss is like really the only one up for an Oscar now since Invisible. Like all everything shut down after Invisible Man. Like so, <laughs> there's no more films going to be coming out before the Oscar season. So it's like all these films that just came out like a month or two ago are like the only contenders. <laughs> That would be so funny if it's, it's just like, like and Emma, like everything is just like I don't know this and like some other weird movie. Yeah, Invisible Ma- Invisible Man director. is gonna be the only. There's only gonna be like five films that are gonna be up for anything. Um, oh my! And it's goodness, all just gonna be the be summer so- the summer films that came out like really early on in the year. Um, yeah, but even- who knows? Who knows what'll happen? But I do think this I this know. is one one good thing though. Before oh, we don't have that much time, one good thing about this whole thing is I think this is also revealing a lot of uh, bullshit that's been like said we can't do this and now we can. Um, mm. I think there's a lot of things that uh, will be switched around, hopefully permanently. Um, the first thing that comes to mind it's kind of small, but like uh, sanitize. Okay, we only we don't only have that much time. But I feel like a lot of things that uh, are being forced into actually happening um, that were said to not be able to, but now we can. Um, but we have 30 seconds left. Uh, last last thoughts, Zach? Um, I would just say um, make your movies um, and Inside. do your thing and be uh, clean. Yes. Wash your hands. Be, Happy birthday. Be strong. Uh, uh, and you just oh, live your life. I was also life. thinking. 15 seconds. Yeah. Okay, um, I think we should do an episode on uh, uh, Filmmaker Survivor Guide. Cool beans. All right. Like, uh, yeah. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Um, Godspeed. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.